0: Slermont Northeastern District Download.
1: Thanks for joining us today. We're going to sit down with Mr. Glassmeyer and Mr. Halp over at the high school and learn about their return plan. Hey, all right. Thanks for joining us today. I've got Mr. Glassmeyer and Mr. Halp over at the high school. Thanks
2: for having us, Mr. Dorsey.
1: Hey, no problem. Thank you, sir. I know you guys are busy. I won't take a whole lot of your time with all the planning, but uh what's going on for the start of the year and how do you guys feel about what uh plans you guys have in place
2: you know we are really excited to get the kids back in the building and get back to learning it has been so long since we've seen so many of these smiling kids faces and we just cannot wait to get back to learning we've been working with our building leadership team and the teachers in the building to come up with a plan that we think meets the needs of all of our students Uh, students had the choice of either coming back in person or joining us remotely. Um, we had a large number join us remotely, about a hundred kids. Now those kids are gonna get their instruction through Play-Doh, our online courseware program, just based on the sheer number of graduation options and courses that we have to offer that are required for graduation.
1: So I'm saying it, It'd be almost impossible really to have all of your teachers that are in the building uh, offer online courses just because of how many offerings you already have and how many people selected The Play-Doh or the online option. Yeah, I mean,
2: just based on how many graduation required courses we have to offer. I mean, there are kids that give twenty-one credits. So you look at those twenty-one classes at least right there. Plus, you know, we have a large number of kids who are still going to be in the building, so we still need to meet their meet their needs. Now, we're not just going to leave those kids who are working online out there hanging by themselves. Uh we have about five teachers who are going to be responsible for our online students and who are going to regularly check in with the students and provide help and support. So they're going to have a tremendous amount of support um, and the ability to get a lot of one-on-one help with certified teachers.
1: Okay, so it's not like you're just putting them on there and, and, and hanging them out there.
2: Oh, gosh, no, no. We want to make sure that they're successful. We want to make sure that they get the support they need. Um, and, you know, we're very fortunate that we have about five staff members who we can divide the students up among. So there's still an opportunity for those kids to get some personal attention, some one on one support um, and still feel like they're connected to what we're doing here at school.
1: So what happens if they don't like it? Let's say a parent picks online and says, this is what's best for us. And five days in, miserable. What 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 is their what can they
2: do? You know, we, uh, when parents initially selected online, we asked that they at least commit to the first quarter to stay on there through the first quarter, just because it's so difficult for us to plan for courses and movement of teachers um, that, that we told parents they needed to commit at least for the first quarter. Now, we're lucky the first quarter is only actually about nine weeks. So by the first, it's about the first week of October, we'd be happy to welcome those students back that want to. Um, but we are asking that they stay in there through at least the first quarter.
1: Okay, awesome. Now, what about the other way around? Let's say a parent picked online or picked in person, and um, after about the first week or so, they're just they have more concerns. Uh, what what is the course of action for them?
2: Well, they can sit down with either me or Mr. Halp, um, and we can talk about it. And everyone's situation is different. You know, we would prefer that they wait till the end of the quarter, but we'll look at each individual student's situation. Um, and make a determination from there.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, because I guess you'd never know what, what their circumstances might be.
2: Yeah, you, you know, illness in the family. A whole, there's a whole host of factors that can go into into the decision, and everybody's situation is different. So we're going to evaluate it on a case-by-case basis, and we're going to work with those students and their families, because at the end of the day, we want them to be successful, and we want to make this year be as as painless for people as possible. This is definitely a change. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's important to remember that this is temporary, right? And hopefully, fingers crossed, and being optimistic that you know this is a, a one-year problem, and hopefully, you know if everything works out well, we'll be able to get back to a more normal schedule next school year.
1: Okay. But, yeah. What if, uh, Mr. Halp, are you there?
0: I'm here, sir. Hey,
1: what, uh, what what happens if a kid shows up and just says, you know what, I'm not wearing this mask. I'm here. Uh, you're gonna have to deal with me, but I, I'm not doing the mask thing. What What is the
0: what's well if, the response in that instance? What would happen is because our policy and we're following Governor Governor DeWine's order uh, that if a student would show up and refuse to wear a mask, we would of course offer them a mask if they did not have one, and if they refuse the mask, then um, they would be uh, taken into the office, and there's a there's a room where they would be seated and we would call their parent and let them know what's going on. And if the child still refuses to wear the mask, then they would have to be picked up and um, taken home.
1: Okay. Now are they allowed to come back the next day. I mean, just curious what, what's the, what's the, if, step that
0: in a situation like that, I would say if they are willing to wear the mask when they come the next day, then yes, they could come back. Otherwise we would then look at the online, uh solution
1: okay, okay. Uh, mr glassman that's a district decision right so no matter what building a, a kid's in they'll have that same experience
2: that is correct you know the uh the other building principals and i sat down and you know as mr Halp said we are bound by governor dewine's order that all students wear masks while in school so you know if a student ha- doesn't want to wear a mask for whatever reason then, you know, the alternative is going to be our online program where they'll still get support from our teachers. Uh, but just, you know, we are bound by what Governor DeWine has said. So students have to wear masks in the building.
0: Okay,
1: understand. Uh, so talk to me. I heard you guys had a, a pretty big uh, uh, construction job going on in the back of your building. Uh, what, what, uh, what does that bring to the high school, having a school-based health care center uh, located in their building?
2: We are so excited to have Mercy opening up a school-based healthcare system or school-based healthcare center um, in the back of our building. It is going to be a wonderful, wonderful support for our students, their families, and the and really the entire community. You know, once it's up and running, there'll be three exam rooms back there and it'll be staffed by a nurse practitioner who can diagnose, prescribe medications. And give our students the support that they need. You know, Mr. Dorsey, I know you're familiar with this, but in our entire district, which is about, what, 80 square miles or so, there's not a single doctor's office or urgent care. So there is a desperate need for medical care out here. Um, Our students will be able to go back there during the school day if their parents consent community members can schedule appointments back there families can schedule appointments back there this is really going to go go a long way to helping improve the quality of life in our community
1: especially i guess during the time that we're in we have all of the the covid stuff going on currently uh will they be able to help let's say a high school kid doesn't feel well or doesn't uh doesn't tackle all the things that are on the checklist how are you guys going to handle that this year
2: So if a student, you know, develops any of the symptoms um, that the Claremont County Health Department said we need to look for, we will isolate that student um, and then, you know, call their parents. They can certainly, from what I understand, set up a visit, um, a remote visit back with Mercy, and then Mercy can arrange for them to get tested if that's what the parents want to do. From what I understand, none of the testing will actually take place on our site. They'll go off-site to one of Mercy's testing locations. But it's just another opportunity for our students to get the medical care they need to get something prescribed quicker so that then they we can get them back in school and back to learning as quickly as possible
1: so if if a kid does have those symptoms is the is the whole classroom quarantine how's it how's it going to work i mean it's it's new territory for everybody and I know we have all sat down and spent tons of hours talking about it, but you kind of want to explain from from what you've taken away from it you think's going to happen if you have a student who uh, has has popped up and, and is not feeling well, what what can every other parent expect?
2: So we are following um, the guidance from the Claremont County Public Health. They've put out a back to school guide um, and, and they've kind of set the parameters from which we're going to operate. So if a student does test positive, it will be reported to the health department. And then they're going to work to identify any student that was in close contact, close extended contact with that student. So the Claremont County Health Department is saying within six feet for 15 minutes is what they're considering extended contact. So the health department will reach out to those students and talk about what needs to be done um, and if they need to quarantine. But the health department is going to be a big factor in this, and they're going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. When it comes to reaching out to families who have been, you know, may have been in close proximity to those students and they've kind of defined the parameters as six feet within six feet for 15 minutes of extended
1: contact. So how would they. uh, So is there some some work that your staff's going to have to do to help provide information So. Are there, are there seating charts? Like what, what will a teacher have to do to, to kind of help the health department out?
2: Yeah, so in every class, I mean, we're obviously going to have assigned seats and the teacher is going to need to record where students are sitting each day. Um, if students work in small groups, the teacher will need to keep track of that. Um, or if they're, you know, if they rearrange the classroom, they'll need to keep track of that. Obviously, we're not going to do a lot of small group or partner work. Everyone still need to, going to be separated and socially distanced. Um, but the c- teachers will monitor where kids are sitting in the classroom and then we'll provide that to, to the health department as
1: necessary. Okay. What kind of extra cleaning, Mr. Help, do you guys have in store for, uh, for the building because of just having just a higher risk of, of transmission right now?
0: Well, right now we're going to be working with our custodians okay. and our, our plan is uh, the district has purchased electrostatic uh, cleaning devices for each building. And, Every classroom um, will be disinfected daily with with that machine uh, after school, and then throughout the school day, our custodians will um, about hourly. He will be going around the, the the building and disinfecting the common touch surfaces, like if there's a a handle in the bathroom or a, a handrail; those will be disinfected. Um roughly every hour to make sure that we are um, keeping the building safe for our students and staff also we'll have um, touchless hand sanitizer locations we'll have six of them throughout the building so uh, outside the bathroom when students would enter the building they would use their sanitizer uh, to make sure that uh, their hands are clean
1: oh awesome so you guys have a lot of stuff in, in, in place already yes um, what about the uh, the closure piece, Mr. Glassmeyer? How how much lead way or head time is a parent going to get um, if something comes up and you guys aren't able to open the doors? Is it a week, two weeks, a day? You
2: know, obviously, we would like to give parents as, as much notification and lead time as we can, um, but that's not always going to be possible. You know, a lot of it may be bound on the health department, they may come in and shut us down for a period of four to 12 weeks. And they could give us little to no notice. The governor could shut us down as well. If you remember back in March, he gave two or three days lead time. Um, but a lot of it is going to be dependent on, you know, the health department or something the governor says. But obviously, when we can, we would want to give uh, parents as much notice as possible so that they can plan for child care, plan their work schedules. Because we know it's not easy for people just to, you know, change their schedule at the drop of a
1: hat. Where where are people, where would they find that information? So sh- they should be checking that daily, right? Like so we'll be, up? yeah,
2: obviously we would post things. Um, we're pretty active on the high school's Facebook, the high school's Twitter, as well as the high school's website. You can stay up to date on a lot of those things. And if if something is changing, we would obviously send out a mass email to our parents, as well as a mass phone call to kind of keep them updated on what's going on. Make sure you download the CNE
1: app. Yeah, that's right. We have the uh, the CNE app on both app stores. That's a good point, Mister Halp. Um, but also, final forms is is where we get that information mm-hmm. to personally contact people. So okay. people really do need to make sure they get in there and update all that information so we can get a hold of them.
2: Absolutely, great point. Yeah, make sure you're updating your final forms. That make sure you've updated for this school year and anytime your address changes, your phone number changes.
1: Make sure you keep that updated so we can get a hold of you. So, what about you? You mentioned the the clarity. so. You mentioned like a four to 12 week type thing with the health department. Um, If we do get shut down, what happens to the kids who selected in person learning? Are they going to get put on the software or what, what's that look like for them?
2: Yeah. So the, the, the people that initially selected remote learning, they would stay on the Play-Doh courseware program. Um, And then students who were in person would receive their instruction from their, their teachers so it would. Our teachers would be posting videos. They would be posting assignments. The teachers would be recording themselves teaching, and that would all get posted on Google Classroom, which all of our students have access to, um, and all of their assignments will be housed there.
1: Okay. So you. So you guys are are working through a, a process to to make that happen almost as quick as the school closure might happen. Then absolutely.
2: Just, yeah, just, and our in next week during our our first week of teacher professional development. We have a lot of time set aside for teachers to to learn how to use all these tools that would be necessary if we have to go to a full-time remote option. Um, We have tech trainers coming in from Hamilton County Educational Service Center, and we're going to devote a lot of our PD to showing the teachers how to better handle remote learning
1: so that it's rigorous, it's challenging, and it's engaging for our students. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know you guys are busy. I got to let you go. And I'm sure you guys got a lot going on the next couple of days. days. Um, good luck to every, everyone over there. And then hopefully we can uh, touch base in a couple of weeks and see how things are going once the year starts.
2: Thanks. We appreciate you talking to us this morning.
1: All right. Thank thanks. you, Mr. Dorsey. Yep. Bye guys. Bye.
0: Clermont Northeastern district download.